millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 494 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Hey, Glennie, you're back from Singapore. I am. Everyone was everyone was so worried about you. They were all like, "Is my apple broken? I haven't got an episode yet." No one. Is my well, feet yeah, broken? They weren't worried about Glennie. They worried about fuck. you. Well, that was all I was implying. Yeah, they weren't worried about him at all. But yeah, I thought maybe you didn't. You know, you you, you went to do battle. You went to <laughs> you went to you went to sling sling your cock through the four floors, and you didn't clock it. You didn't make it to the fourth floor or out well, of the fourth floor, mate. If I was slinging my cock anywhere. It, it's it's considered a micro penis even in Asia, so it's. Uh... I tell you what, it's a good thing you weren't slinging that cock in England. Prince Andrew might have tried to fuck it, <laughs> and probably would have been able to. <laughs> I'm a little bit old Glenn, for his taste. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, Glennie, the the things that Glennie would do for twelve million pounds. <laughs> Or 45 seconds with a royal. <laughs> Either or. Either or. I mean, you don't want to know. <laughs> so how was, Sing- how, how, was, how was Singapore? Did you did you have the ability to watch the games from a venue over there while they were happening or what? Oh, I've had to catch up on the fly. Um, we were we spent uh, some time in, in Malaysia and doing uh, some factory tours and stuff. So we sort of went back around town during when the games were on so we i had to sort of catch up the next day and but uh pretty fucking solid round of finals week one i thought it you thought what, i thought and then says nothing you know it's, it's a pretty <laughs> solid round of, of you, finals you, week one you tone, I you, tone, you, you tone implied that you're going to continue speaking then. <laughs> i don't know about that my God, you put him around. You put him around Malay for for you know a couple uh, of days, and and, he, and he's forgotten how to fucking communicate in the English language. But I'm surprised look, he's not in sitting the, there in the interest of keeping <laughs> <laughs> in the interest of keeping things on the level, you guys are the same country you were before I left. Well, yeah, I mean, we didn't go. To, we didn't go to Malaysia. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should, and maybe you should get lost in the jungle. And, and what's or the, and what's up the with say? A fucking machete. And, and what's to say that fucking what's to say that like a big ass fucking chili crab or or whatever is is going to stop me being a cunt anyway? I dare say that it wouldn't. I'm Mr. Um, Mr. I'm Mr. Worldwide cunt. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> but I alluded to this on the the member side the other night that that round had everything you could ask for out of rugby league condensed down to four fucking brilliant games. Mm. You know, the um, the the attacking shootout that was the Sharks and the Cowboys, two teams that finished much higher on the ladder than I'd say almost anybody gave them gave them yep. a chance Any, for. Anybody bar their year. supporters. Um, and most of those weren't. 
Yeah, and even then they were they were resigned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Um, so the two big improvers ended up facing off. You had the South Roosters game where you you not only had the the beauty of them squaring off in the last round of the regular season to lead into that, like Nate as you yep. alluded to, that 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 happens from time to time. But but then you had the game that was nothing but people trying to fucking kill each other, <laughs> like going out there and just putting on levels of fucking hits that. <laughs> and how and how appropriate how appropriate given that today as we record is the the whatever the anniversary of the of of, of um, Manly versus Cronulla grand final in 1973 when they had to play the two and they got the second one and uh, and they, yeah, well, they had this, right. that Manly sorry Manly second grand final win and um and that game is probably the only game more violent than yeah. that yeah. <laughs> in finals history but then then the other one you've got uh, you know. Canberra going down and voodoo teaming the biggest behemoth team of the last 20 years. Yeah, the, the first and last time I'll say this, the Storms fans were right. Yeah, they are shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you have the, the defending premiers, you know, showing the probably the most clinical performance of the round uh, and Parramatta remembering their fucking place in the world and resigning themselves to straight set exits. I would imagine that their fan their fans remember remember how to boo Jacob Arthur <laughs> again. That fucking poor kid. Yeah. That poor yeah, fucking exactly. kid. Jesus yeah. Christ. But no, yeah, and we'll talk about that in we'll talk about that in the news because there's a news story today. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh no. We'll get to that later. But the first one uh, with the news, just want to uh, the Broncos had a yearly they had their uh, their season end of season review and Kevin Walters will keep his job. Which may, which implies to me that you know there was a a, a chance, whether you know how slim or, or not, that he, maybe he wasn't going to retain his Fuck job for next year. But um, it, but his future is is far from secure after their capitulation uh, to end the twenty twenty two season. And um, the club chairman Carl Morris said that he will see out the final year of his contract, but there are no guarantees beyond that. Quote. The way I view it is he has a contract until the end of next year and at some stage during the year we'll have a conversation with him about going on to a normal employee contract or extending his current contract. I assume it would be a yearly contract. I don't see what the benefit or upside is in having any employee, forget just Kevin Walters, on any more than a one-year contract. I mean, that's... You know, any any employee... Jeez. I mean, they're going, to sign, they're going to sign players to fucking multi-year deals. Of course they... I mean... <laughs> Did, are they saying just like within a football context? Because I don't think they know how employment works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you outside their little you, bubble. You don't go to a normal fucking job and it's, well, fuck, I've got this for 12 months. And then 12 months from then, you turn up to see if you're still employed. You yeah, just have a yeah. job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, unless you are, quite literally, a contract a worker. Contract. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so, we shall see how that go. That plays out over the... Uh, over the next uh, 12 months, I guess. Um, now, the other story that I was, I was talking about is um, the Eels. They had an I- internal review. And one of, the, one of the, the points that came out of this is that there is nepotism at the club. And nepotism. so Nathan, so, oh. so Brownie, so Brownie, Brownie of the big head, he was doing the review. And so he said uh, that there's a perception of nepotism in the appointment of staff and players. They need a better connection from the NRL to flag into junior reps. Acknowledgement of all staff across all programs could be better. Skill development of players could be better with the Eels <laughs> philosophy, whatever that means in quotes. 
And uh, role clarity needs to be better communicated and communication across all roles needs to be clearer. Are they talking just, so, is that the football or is that like the staff and... Well, yeah, I'm not so I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it said that there was, there was no suggestion that this nepotism claim relates directly to Brad Arthur and his son. Um, <laughs> however, Although it is the only relationship within the club where the term nepotism could be used. It's, poten- it's potentially the only the only family the family related <laughs> positions in the entire club, which would mean that by process of elimination, it's fairly easy to figure out. But I mean, I don't I don't know what's going on in, in head office and everything like that. And the other question I have is like, you know. You're getting like if you were getting someone like Tim Sheens or Brian Smith or maybe um Matthew Elliott or someone like that to do a review internally, yeah. I get that. Nathan Brown though, he's hardly fucking lit the world on fire with his coaching prowess. And who is he? Honestly, of the three coaches they have employed on their books now in various capacities, that being Brad Arthur, Trent, and Nathan Brown. I mean, it's it's extremely you could very easily argue the case that Nathan Brown is the worst coach they have on their books and <laughs> the least qualified to do a review. That's essentially <laughs> like a guy being given a job as an F1 driver, couldn't quite do it, and yeah. then ends up giving fucking driving lessons to high school kids. <laughs> that, that is Brownie's well, fucking... Well, well it's, more, it's more like giving, giving, giving yeah, driving recommendations to like fucking Lewis Hamilton that's what, I mean really I mean someone he's totally unqualified to speak to um, so yeah. so yeah oh, look, the, um, oh hilarious <laughs> and then Brownie also has, uh, Brownie also has questions though he also has a question about why Nathan Brown his namesake is on $550,000 a season still signed for next year yet remains on the outer and unable to force his way into the seventeen. And look, honestly, like I've, you know, he's a fake tough guy and everything, as we know. But he's had some great games. Is mm. that what they mean by nepotism? As in, you know, <laughs> if if Brad Arthur doesn't, well, yeah, you know, nepotism can include, you know, friends or associates or, or sure. people within your, your people crowd. of the same name, perhaps. Um, but it's that. Well, hang on, he's he's a on a lot of money. So if we want to move him on at least give him some fucking game time so he can show that he's good and other clubs might be interested in. By keeping him in Reggie's, we're not getting any value out of him and we're not giving anyone the opportunity to see that they want him. And mm. does that all stem from because, you know, maybe maybe he called Jacob a mean name at training once. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Who I, fucking I, knows? I wonder. I mean, but, but it is interesting because, I mean, you would think going into finals game where the games are of a sort of a... They're a harder physical nature as well, just you know, just naturally in finals. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't it serve better to I mean we've like we've seen games, just backtracking, we've seen games where Mitchell Moses was injured earlier, where Dylan Brown took over and probably had his best games. Yep. For the Eels. Yep. So knowing that that's something that, you know, can happen when Moses isn't on the field, why would you want to put a substandard player like Jacob Arthur in to fill the slot in the halves uh, off the bench and instead go with someone who's like a hard-nosed defender or strike back rower or something like that yeah. on your bench instead of carrying a reserve-grade half who may or may not really ever be called on? Yeah, and and it, the unfortunate thing is to, Brad Arthur will just always be able to say, oh, I was proved right. I was fucking proved right. It doesn't matter that the quality of the half he bought in wasn't great. Yeah. It was just yeah. that it, the genius play paid off. But the other thing I'm surprised about is that they're doing it now. This time, it always shocks me when clubs that are in the still, middle of a campaign, still in yeah. finals, 
have such because you know no positive press is going to come out. <clears throat> Can you imagine that if they came out and were like, "Oh yeah, the uh, the fucking the the club's great and everything's fine and and we're here on our way," and then they go out in straight sets. Why the yeah. fuck are the findings of this review done before the grand final? Like it's it's three weeks. Yeah, there is nothing. I keep fucking. Well, and and this is the thing: have they actually released them, or has it been someone who's released? Yeah, yeah, slipped true. it out the door because yeah. I mean, let me tell you, that's the biggest problem with clubs. I mean, people, because people just fucking leak stuff. Yeah, you know, to push an agenda. Well, like we've seen with you know, like Peter Peters, you know, pushing shit through about about yeah. Desi as well. well but um, for, yeah, it, it's just so fucking unprofessional from the club. Yep. But this is, of course, is uh, an improvement for Parramatta, who previously their benchmark for professionalism was recording. The board themselves. meetings where they were openly talking about cheating. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> progress, boys. Progress. Yeah. So look, let's our just, end let's of season review is done before the season ends. Yeah. Let's get Dairy Queen. Let's light some candles and say eels. That's it. Inch by inch, you're becoming more slowly more professional, but you're not there yet. Yeah, so God. keep it up, little fellas. You'll get there one day. You'll get there. You'll get there. Maybe, just maybe, you'll get there before the earth becomes uninhabitable due to fucking scorching fucking climate. <laughs> uh, um, God. Now listen, do we... Are there any other news stories? Do we, do we want to talk about the story um, regarding um, Caitlin Moran and, the, and her Instagram post uh, regarding the Queen? We spoke about it on the member side last night a little bit, uh, you and I, Jay. Yeah. What are you talking about now? Okay, so, Glennie, I don't know if you missed this one. No, but I But while you were in I Singapore, the it, Queen yeah. died. <laughs> did see that. Um, <laughs> so, and, and then... And, and then uh, uh, Is she the Queen of Singapore real- too? Are they in the Commonwealth Games? Or did they get independence? Or were they never part of it? I mean, they did. They, they did. They did fuck them off out of there. You know, much like like India did ultimately, right? But they, but, but you know, are they still in the under the umbrella and can go and, you know, win some easy medals against the yeah, British. Yeah, okay. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I'm presuming that's the only reason we're still there, to beat up on fucking England and New Zealand and Canada <laughs> in, a, in in track and field that doesn't have Americans and fucking Jamaicans and shit. Um, now, <laughs> no, isn't Jamaica part of it? Yes. Oh, actually, oh yeah, it actually, is. they are. They're sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I stand corrected. That's it. <laughs> so hang on. So you're... Swap them for Russia. You're, you're saying that we're spending billions and billions of taxpayer dollars back to England every year. So once every four years, Nortz mistakenly thinks that people care about track and field. <laughs> Look, I mean, you, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't, you couldn't have said it better. Honestly, yeah, okay. that's you know, very, very, very well stated. Um, now, Caitlin Moran, uh, Newcastle Knights NRLW player, when the Queen died, she she wrote a, a, an Instagram post that I don't have the I don't have it verbatim in front of me, but it was celebrating the fact that a um, who's that country fucking guy that Luke Combs is, Luke that, Combs, is that who yeah. it is, Glennie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Luke Combs, yeah, Luke Combs is, is doing a tour and and yeah, and the, and the dumb fucking dog died. What a great day! Is essentially what is what she said. Yeah. She didn't she didn't tag anyone. She didn't name anyone by name, but. No one thought anything of it because she had about 150 fucking followers on her Insta until I believe it was the mole, Tony Adams. Uh. He came across it and he legitimately, he fucking snitched to the club and to the NRL 
and then it sort of took off. It would have sunk. No, it would have not because yeah, they, it's not that fucking bad. But then you get people like Ray Hadley come out and be like, oh, it's the most, it's the most despicable or, you know, most vile thing, most vile comment, you know, was, you know, seen in like the history of the game sort of thing. Oh, uh, I have mother- more of a problem with that comment than I do with hers. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, like, motherfucker, <laughs> just this year, we've got fucking Brett Finch getting found guilty on pedo charges. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, that's it. you really you you think that this is worse than that? And not only that, you had that guy that the, the guy that got off killing his wife a couple of weeks ago as well was a former first grade rugby league player. I mean, fuck me. There's been a lot of things happened just in the last three months. <laughs> but like, she doesn't even crack like all time rugby league. She hasn't even cracked the top hundred. No, like, no, she's like no. Cracked, cracked the top fucking thousand yeah. indiscretions. It's absolutely yeah. bullshit. Um, she does so, like talk about rugby league as a whole. She doesn't even beat St George. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. fucking club <laughs> skeletons. <laughs> but then she gets Jesus a she, she gets a twenty a twenty five percent fine and uh, and a one game ban for the social media post. And when you when you take it when you take into account that their season is so short. Mm. And they're and they're not on professional contracts and shit like that either. So, um, I, I you know, God, I hate to agree with fucking the RLPA and Newton, but just as a way of illustrating how it would be if it was like a, a marquee first grade male player, it would be the equivalent of a five game suspension and two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, yeah. essentially. Um, which is you know. It's fucking ridiculous. It's called even, it we've, even we've had someone convict. I mean, no conviction recorded, but found guilty of an assault. Yeah, <laughs> like like two weeks ago, they got a two weeks like got a two weeks suspension, two suspension and, to be and, next suspended. Year. Yeah, 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 exactly. And oh, I mean, and I think, and I think he got what well, the NRL got him with like what seven and a half grand or something like that. And the, mm. the the law got him with a one thousand dollar fine. I think I think the NRL hit him with seven and a half grand. But still, I mean, do these fucking people look at any stage? At like consistency, or it doesn't even have to be consistency. And I personally, I think that asking for consistency is a—I don't want to say a fool's errand, but it's hard to to give just because everything is so different. How do you guarantee consistency? But I think it's just that basic sniff test. It's well, hang on, that they're not paid anywhere near as much, and their their season is so much shorter. So this is the equivalent. What's another way around this? Is there a thing yeah. where she could get up and we could work with her and her management and while retaining respect for her indigenous heritage? And again, like we we spoke on the fucking member side last night about why the fuck anyone cares so much about the queen one way or the other. Yeah. It fucking boggles my mind. Yeah. Why people are so fucking in this camp or that camp. And the, the point that I put across was Maybe one of these things is that the Queen represents certain things to certain people. You know, um, Nate brought up the fact that he remembers singing "God Save the Queen" when he was a little fucking kindergarten kid, and so maybe yeah. she reminds some people of their childhood when things were rosy and they didn't have any fucking worries. And then, the, oh yeah, and that's right. And I remember my fucking grandma loved the Queen and had a picture of her on that. Whatever the fuck it was, to her, this lady's the figurehead of. Uh, colonization and fucking yeah committed fucking genocide like there's no fucking two ways about it so whether we say that the queen is responsible for that or not it's totally a different fucking discussion but that's what that's what she represents 
to this person. You know? Yep. It, yeah. Fuck me. And in, and in a general scheme of things, like, I mean, in a general scheme of things, I've said far worse things about the Queen this week on social media in the form of memes and other things. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I, um, he, I hereby suspend you <laughs> and find you. Yeah, yeah, fucking cancel me. Please. Please. I need a fucking holiday. <laughs> we're, we're the last... We're the last people to, to ever claim that people should be careful about what they say. But certainly, yeah, no, um, I think there is probably a lesson here that, you know, I'm all for athletes and, and anyone speaking their mind as they see fit. But there's obviously in the, in the arena of professional sport and, and certainly within the NRL, um, there is a there is maybe a moment to be taken saying you know should, is is this something I, I really need to put out there whether it's right whether it's wrong whether you disagree or agree with it I I just think that it leads to bad press for the the NRLW I think it, so it how, leads to how, bad how press long have to you the been, player been pro censorship Glenny. <laughs> You've completely yeah, how, missed how, my point. Those, not for the first how time. Those, how are those? How are those fucking? How are those fucking colonial boots tasting, Glenny? Yeah. Um, <sighs> should should she have to check with you or her dad before she gets an abortion? <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. I really appreciate you uh, taking on my opinion. You're doing exactly the same thing, so I appreciate it. And <laughs> I don't I, really know I? why the fuck I'm here, and I fucking <laughs> why you waited for me to come back. <laughs> To listen to this shit, so maybe you can both just go fuck yourselves and let's can get I, on with can it. Can I say that I I did? Hey, have I didn't somebody, say shit to you. What are you talking about? And you fucking is, were going to. Like this, this is your point, you know, on on crack. But I heard somebody talking about it that said, "Oh well, hang on. If Israel Folau wasn't allowed to post his social media comment, why should she be allowed to post her social media comment?" Oh God. Now. When you first hear that, at a high level, you're like, oh, fuck, hang on. Yep, in the spirit of fairness, again, I may not agree with what you say, but uh, but let's examine that. Israel Folau's post was, was hateful and directed at billions of people's identities. Yep. The only person that this was directed at is dead and can't read it. Yep. That's the and, her, and 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 by and large, enough of a percentage of her children are, are pedophiles, and who cares what they fucking think anyway? Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, R.I.P. You dumb fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Glennie, no, I, I never, I never related to you with that post from from um Caitlin. I've I've never related to you more than I did in that moment when I read that post, and also with, with other friends on Facebook. You know, through the through the early part of the week, where they're like, "Oh, these you know Luke Combs tickets. Who can get Luke Combs tickets?" And I'm like, "Fuck is Luke Combs?" <laughs> this fucking god! I, I, I swear to fucking god, I've never heard this cunt's name in my entire life. Oh my fucking days! So and fucking and I haven't and and, and Glenny, I've been saving it for the show. I have not fucking tried to educate myself, not one bit. So <laughs> I'm asking, so I'm asking you now to educate me. But can I just say, I just want to speculate: Is he like a country music singer? Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's why I don't... See, see, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like a vertical where I, I legitimately have no fucking idea and no, and it never it never like strays into my orbit at all. And it had to be that. So, okay, good. Siri, 
give me examples of the only music worse than Counting Crows. <laughs> Siri, turn this fucking shit off so I can go to bed. <laughs> the thing is, you got to be careful when you do that shit because the bitch, she does listen and she does, oh, does fucking, do dumb shit. Oh, no, no, no. That's not dumb at all. <laughs> Uh, right. Um, so let's get on to the uh, results from the first round of the finals, week one of the finals. The first game, Friday night, and geez, a long time ago now, but the Penrith Panthers 27 defeat the Parramatta Eels 8. In fact, I'd forgotten the scoreline. I thought it was probably like 23. I knew it was an odd number. <laughs> uh, the Panthers tries through uh, Brian Totter with a double. Dylan Edwards, James Fisher-Harris tries. Cleary, four conversions, a penalty goal, and a field goal. The Eels, 8 Came through a try to Oregon Confuci, a conversion to Mitchell Moses, a penalty goal to Mitchell Moses. Well, any fucking doubt that the rest was good for Nathan and Romy, fucking put to bed. Looks like load management for fucking all NRL teams next yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, because like Luai has been, yeah, maybe not terrible, but pretty fairly fairly poor in his you know stop start you know yeah. injury and, and origin it. and whatnot but uh cleary though however I mean, with a you know big holiday he dumped a dead weight fucking yeah chick, got, the got chick that was hanging on to him dumped yep. her and yep. he, 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 he he got her off her, off his back and he's just fucking broken the shackles that's it and just come back 100 percent. that's it um <laughs> and and it was the what did they say it was one of the first that, that only had the, their full like, um, selected first grade team on the field like three times this year or something as a, as a whole squad, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous when you think about it because normally when you, you look at a season, the, the stat that you can be almost guaranteed of is that the teams that use the fewest players finish higher on the ladder. And the teams that I do, I do feel that Penrith would have used one of the fewest amount of players if they hadn't have brought an additional like thirteen in on the week before the finals. <laughs> I, I, I think that would have skewed the stat massively. I think before then they probably used like yeah. you know um, twenty five players or yeah, twenty three players, mm-hmm. and then now it's blown out to like fifty. But I mean they could yeah they cooked the books, but they they just got in and did exactly what they needed to do, and were right back to that style of football that, that won them the minor premiership that let them go throughout the, the entire season undefeated. Um, undefeated, sir. 100% undefeated. <laughs> um, I'm also... Hey, I'm on board. I'm on board with your fucking undefeated term. <laughs> I'm demanding retractions on anyone that ever said that Parramatta match up well against Penrith. They don't. Well, I mean, it's 2-1 two, it's two well. one, it's, it's, it's this season. And I would just like to say, I knew you were going to say something like that. And I mean, you, the thing is as well, oh, I mean, that, I the, game was still, the game was still... The, the, the game was a, a live game. And one of the like surprising to me was the fact that Mitch Moses, of all people, rushing up on Kikau, absolutely fucking neutralised him. He did for, a for, fantastic job unt- on him. Until the time he, he did it, one he, he he pushed his luck one more time, got the whammy and knocked out of the game. And then yeah. the aforementioned Jacob Arthur came on and kicked the ball out in the fall, knocked the ball on, let a couple, let Kikau <laughs> rediscover the fucking freeway that he's used to. <laughs> and that's what turned game on at about 13-8, I think it was, into, you know, a commanding lead. Yeah, but, and yeah, obviously it doesn't help having the key playmaker go on. But the the issue was that from late in the first half, Parramatta turned into fumbles Parramatta. 
Yeah, and, ten and mistakes that, in the second half. That's it. That that was errors, always yeah. going to be the the which Parramatta shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, now a, a couple of those poor fucking who was it? I think someone in our Panthers group said uh, sl- sleeper agent Bean, fucking yeah, <laughs> old, old Wonga had a very unhappy night, and that's the thing. He had a real one of those. He had a real one of those half a carriages uh, of games. Look, there has to be there has to be some acknowledgement for for Nathan's kicking game as well because. Some of those errors were absolutely forced by uncatchable yeah. fucking, yeah, exactly. fucking yeah, landmines. Um, but, you know, an, an error doesn't... The question is, did he spend any time? How much time... The, the question, I haven't seen it answered anywhere, is how much time was he spending with Birdo while he was off? And, you know, like extracurricular... Practice, because they were Birdo's shots that he was they throwing were. up there. And, and yeah. he doesn't... And he has not had a... He has not, not... He's not known for doing those in the past. No, he's not. I mean, remember his whole thing was the midfield bomb, you know, just ineffective, fucking barely higher than the post. That's it, yeah. So, so um, maybe, maybe this is his final form, which is fairly fucking scary, adding that to his repertoire. <laughs> but uh, the, the, for, for Parramatta, they completed at 67%. Yeah. You can't beat that game. doing that. Which is fucking hard. Like, that, even, even for a regular season game, that's horrible. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but from Penrith's point of view, they were right back to that up-tempo style of football. And fuck me, wasn't it a fan's wet dream? Like, James Fisher-Harris now has the greatest flick pass in the history of any player from New Zealand. <laughs> He's the fucking... The, the greatest fucking playmaker that New Zealand has ever produced. Uh, he owns that now. Uh, and I encourage anyone... Most to... people would assume that if you happen to die suddenly, that I'd be upset. But all I would do is think about <laughs> dumb shit like that that comes out of your mouth, and I'd be like, "Thank fuck that gun died." Fucking dumb shit. It's gospel truth. And if I die suddenly, do you know what it was? Do you know what it would be? A It'd fucking be because, knife to the heart. <laughs> because fish would be standing over me, thanking me for spreading the gospel and giving me. The and you honor would look into his eyes himself and, and die and come, immediately. And come to death. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the photo of him on their Instagram? Yes. From the fucking award ceremony? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I swear. Oh, Describe it to me and I'll look it up. But yeah. the, did you go to the Panthers' Instagram? But it's him with his award. But like the background looks like he's fucking fading into the night with stars around him and shit after he's killed someone. It's fucking... It's haunting. It's fucking haunting. <laughs> Those piercing blue eyes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, piercing like <laughs> fucking thousands of knives. <laughs> Look, that, that image will be the, like, when you go and actual death turns up, you're like, oh, I was right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It is actually him. G'day, mate. Thanks for making the time. I know you've got a busy job as a professional professional athlete. <laughs> Appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah, Parramatta weren't up to the task defensively. You know, you, and... You turn the tables on that. Uh, Dylan Edwards had a couple of fumbles at the back uh, on some, and that uh, that's the way to play him. Whilst he, you know, he can drop a high ball. Uh, also, fast ones low along the ground that Moses started yep. to to get the hang of, and they're hard for anybody. You know, it's exactly the yep. same. And I don't know what why more people don't do it when they play manly, uh, but he made those errors, and Penrith turn around and defend the fuck out of their try line. Mm. The yeah. difference was Parramatta are dropping bombs and then Penrith just camped down there and scored some relatively easy tries. So, yeah. 
I think it's yeah, glaringly obvious. It it really counts now. It's finals time. This you know, as good as Penrith have been all year, they've clearly this is when it matters, and and the disparity between these two sides has never been clearer. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think they're impressive. I think everyone else is playing to fucking win the right to be beaten by Penrith. <laughs> That's it, right? Oh, and, 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 and the hidden the hidden benefit of this game was, based on all how the other results turned out, is now if Penrith were playing if Penrith were playing this week, they would have been playing the Raiders and like there's like I suppose they could evoke like you know fucking the nineties stuff, yeah. but really, Ricky versus Parramatta. After the yeah. way he left that club, yeah. that's a much better fucking storyline, and I'm <laughs> loving the storylines of these games this weekend. Yeah, one hundred. And going forward, fuck yeah. Um, socials on that game, Gary. He said Moses looks worse than the Queen. <laughs> uh, Joe he said, "Take that, you slithery cunts." Bruce, he said, "Pennies are up twenty five eight, and they go for a short dropout. What the fuck? Why do so many teams now go for it recently, even when in front?" and it seems to win approximately 25%, 20% of contests. It's NRL, not rugby. It is interesting that they go for it. To me, I think this... I think they've done the sums on it more. Yeah. I just, I, I just think teams have done the sums on it now, and they're like, look, we can defend we can defend from, you know, 15 out or if we have to. Yep. And, um, and the benefit is if we get it, we don't have to fucking defend again, so it's kind of a... I, I think it also depends on who they're playing and the smart teams in this, and this is what separates the good teams from the back the smart teams will understand if their opposition's a threat from yep. 10 out or if being 10 out actually stifles their attack. Yep, yep. You know, so, um, yeah, I agree with you, though. I like the old fucking just boot at 60 metres and then you get one guy take a big fucking charge back and you know, great part of the game. Um, yep. Grover, how far back do you need to be to kick a 20-point field goal? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Matthew, that was a weird game. The Eels seemed to revert to a conservative game style, hoping to grit out a win, but Panthers just had another level ready to go. Eels' window is sliding shut fast. Certainly Every is. year you talk about their window being shut, but next year, surely. Well, next year they lose Reed Marnie. Marnie. Yeah, um, which is important, yeah. Who else do they lose? Maybe, may, like, maybe Papa Lee. Do you see he's getting fucking fancy again? Yeah. They're asking oh. him about next year, and he's like, I can't comment. You know, I can't talk about that. So who knows? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. You know, here's the thing. First, they had that it was all fucking Madge, so Madge was going to get him there, mm-hmm. and then Pasco, in his infinite fucking wisdom, gets him over with a fucking welcome party of Jock yep. and Jacob. So I'm sending yep. the two J's over to you. Now they're both fucked off. So everyone <laughs> that he fucking says yes, I'll go. They all leave. Look, there's no time like the present, though. I mean, Glenny, Jockey Madden. Was set to be <laughs> heading, over, heading over to the Panthers and presumably a Sean O'Sullivan-esque role. Now he's gone up to be the third string half at the Brisbane Broncos. Oh, I did uh, not hear that. And that's that's one because I mean, yeah, we were talking about it on the show like a couple of weeks ago. Like he was yeah, supposed yeah. to, he was going, he was going to Penrith, right? I thought it was no, a done deal. Gone, yeah, no Broncos. And uh, and I, you saw the announcement from the club, obviously that, that uh, yeah, your mate Lids. He's Let's been see. released from the final year of his contract from the West yes. Tigers, and he's gone over the Dragons. Mm. Is um is McCulloch retiring, or is Lizzie going to play ten like t- 
tandem with fucking maybe Mark he'll up. just play maybe he'll just play like fourteen and and occasionally twenty one week in week out and they'll just, and they'll just <laughs> do the same as the Tigers did they played him in his most effectiveness off the bench or uh, not at all or not at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck um, so yeah your boys are getting thin I mean let's face it he had no future I mean because you got happy coming exactly I mean, so, so yeah. yeah he had no future this this time for sure speaking like speaking of shit ex Tigers players George let's go to the next game Yes, the uh, Canberra Raiders 28 defeat the Melbourne Storm 20 down there at the Korean Housewife in Melbourne as they have played every game this year. And the Canberra Raiders 28 tries to uh, Timoko, Fogarty, Whitehead, Hudson Young, Jordan Rapina, Fogarty, four of five conversions. The Storm, a hat trick to Xavier Coates, uh, Big Nelson with another try, uh, Munster, two conversions. And uh, that's it. Meaning missed his conversions, Munster missed the penalty goal. Mm. I think whilst you have to give Canberra credit for their performance, I think this game really shows the end of, of this phase of the Storm era. Um, and while you'd have to be pretty brave to back against Bellamy, not coming up with a, a new evolution of of how they play and, and how the side's structured to, to give them a competitive advantage, this is the toughest they've done it. Um, over the course of this season, I think they've, you know, the first slump I can remember them being in and games where they legitimately looked um, like they, they weren't one of the, mm. the, the upper echelon sides. So yeah. um, they've got some work to do in the off season. And I think it, you know, sorting the Munster situation is part of it, obviously, but um, they've, they've got, more holes in their roster now than, than they've ever had. And and part of that is because they don't have two sets of books anymore. But also, you know, there's some there's some legitimate plotters in that in that side and it shows in some of the results that they've put up. So but credit to Canberra. I think um you know, I'm loath to give Ricky Stewart any credit, but um, you know, he's he's got the side pumped and and ready to take on anybody, and and you know they've got the enthusiasm, they've got the jump job yeah. done against Melbourne. Oh, they had great, they had great goal line defense as well, um, mm. and and just the fact they stayed in it the whole time because, like while it while you're right, the Storm have sort of declined somewhat. I mean, this game was decided by a combination of some dubious calls and just outright fucking ass. With yep. that try that the Raiders scored off the face of Sebastian, yeah. like the, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean that that was fuck, that was ass. And then there was and the other thing that um that stuck out to me in this game was in the first half there was a situation where like a bomb went up, and um, I think Brandon Smith was challenging for the ball, and and he was you see you could see he had eyes on the ball, hands on the ball, but he got penalised for tackling a player in the air. Mm. And then later in the game when it was really counting, Cameron Munster got taken out the same way. And the ruling wasn't made, you know, wasn't adjudicated the same way as well, where it should have probably been a penalty for them. But um, look, you know, obviously, Sting the Storm getting fucking done in the first round of the finals <laughs> and out. It's a wonderful thing. And <laughs> yeah. look, it, it's a very good point you raise, and and I think that rule, because it's not a a sexy rule at the moment, probably won't get the attention it deserves, but. They need to do exactly what they did with the shoulder charge and with the head highs and set out a 
a bunch of criteria for different ones. And so the players know exactly what they're doing. And then all the bunker's doing is adjudicating on, you know, is there this, is there this, is there this? And then the bunker knows to stick to it as well. Yeah, and like letting and and yeah, and and if either of them were adjudicated, you know, if they were adjudicated in the same way, there's no, I don't have a, a problem with the call. But yeah. they both looked like they they both you know felt very similar. And I mean that especially that for that one with um I think it was Brandon Smith, but uh, like it definitely was clearly a contest, like a yeah. live contest. It was, it was a mystifying penalty, but that's um it. and that's the issue though, it's mystifying. Yeah. Maybe there's something in the rule books that the NRL says. Well, depending on how the other player lands is how you adjudicate this. That's fine. Yeah, but as long as people know that, they'll understand it, and then you don't get this fucking kick up. But yeah, in in the spirit of fairness, you know, we talk about the Cowboys and the Sharks being the big improvers overall this year. Canberra are the biggest improvers in in season. Well, post Origin for a fact. Yeah, yeah. probably since since yeah, you know, it's no no surprise. It's, it's pretty much since Jerome Hughes. Sorry, not Jerome Hughes. Um, since um, fucking what's his name? I just had a brain fade. Um. Oh mate, for the half, what's his fucking name? Jamal Fogarty, of course. Yeah, yeah since he finally, yeah. you know, got off the Clicked. injured list and onto the field, yeah. and it didn't take long for them to click once he did start playing, and um, yeah, obviously he's pro- he has proven to be. I mean, because you know, up to Origin, you know, the Titans were, you know, they were laughing. Titans yeah. fans, they were, yeah. they were laughing like, you know, yeah, good job, fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah, not despite the fact that they were fucking losing worse, but. Um, <laughs> But he, he has, you know, it's been they've been proven right. The Raiders' recruitment, they've been proven right. I mean, he was he was the piece they needed. Yep. And and coming off like all time best seasons for guys, you know, like Tarpanay. Yeah, a half that can actually work off the back of that, and you know they've reaped the rewards. And they, what well, do they have? Like you know, almost the best record post Origin this season, right? But you, you talk yeah. about and Tarpanay's been good, um, for for most of the season. But he was fucking absolute beast mode in this game. Yeah. He was absolutely yeah. everywhere. Yep. And was I I would suggest the the difference here in terms of the Raiders and the Storm just from his presence. And the hilarious thing is he's off contract next year. Yeah. So this this is contract year, but um Canberra's got the belief which is what they were missing in the beginning of the year. How many times did we talk and go, oh, yep, same story. Canberra were ahead. There was one try scored. Not even to put the other team in front. Yeah. But might have Just first a, try of the second half you know, or something. Yeah. They don't convert it. It takes, yeah. a, it takes a 12-point lead to eight, and all of a sudden Canberra shit the bed because, oh, no, we're going to fade again. Yep. So, no, they did well. Mendoza. He said, Noffa. Still with no finals wins in his career. <laughs> if if I'm you're a gambling man, yeah, Glenn, I was just going to say, Glennie, how you feel? If you're a gambling man and you, you know, midway through the year, you were like, "Hey, we have got two Tigers players. Um, Noffa's going to go to the Storm, and BJ Lailua is going to go to the Cowboys. Who ends up with more finals wins? Oh, Luch, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Luch, Luciano Lailua. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> You'd put the house on Bellamy. Um, fucking, how good is that? Uh, Toto, he said the Broncos took one for the team so the Raiders could knock out the storm. <laughs> <laughs> was that in the report about Kevy, was it? Uh, Josh said it makes sense we own the stadium. The grass is green, the fucking chairs are green, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Gus, I've always wondered if the storm 
uh, sorry, I've always done it. If the storm was a dynasty built on salary cap breaches, and over time, this is diminished as they've fallen in line. No disrespect to their loyal fans. That's right. No, I disrespect us. them. Disrespect. Yeah, fuck them. Yes, yeah. disrespect to their loyal fans. Your point's fans. correct, and if they feel disrespected, fuck them. They're not listening anymore anyway. As we know, Storm fans, they fucking, they unsubscribe and disconnect from the fucking Facebook group the second they get bundled out of the se- in, in the season before the finals. Um, and, yeah, well, welcome to playing football as a fucking normal club does with normal salary cap and normal refereeing of the rules. Teams um, like the Tigers, if you're getting knocked down in the first round of the finals, jeez, I can relate. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Cathal said, well, that fucking sucked, but congrats to the Raiders. They fronted up and deserved the win in the end. Time to light a candle, I guess. It's nice to see your misery can bring a spot to so many faces. That's a big Dairy Queen there, man. That's big. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. World Cup coming soon, and I'm sure my home nation of Ireland, rugby league powerhouse that we are, will win it all. There you fucking go, <laughs> sir. Well done. Um, right. No, oh, hang Anymore? on. Sorry, this That's is it, no. one. Cameron. Uh, he said, pretty disappointing season, really. After watching the Cows versus Sharks, it was clear to see how much better the intensity and quality of footy was compared to the Storm versus Raiders. You fellas have touched on it several times on the potty. The conveyor belt of talent replacing the injured and departing players has stopped. Injuries definitely hampered the Storm season, but that's footy. Until next year, I suppose. Uh, and we'll give the final on this to uh, Bethany. Um, long-time Storm fan. To everyone who was telling me not to worry back when we were getting mauled in Magic Round and during the four-game losing streak, let me just say, I fucking told you we were cooked. This team died with Welch and Pappy, and honestly, I'm glad that half our forward pack is leaving. They've been a pack of weak-gutted dogs. I hope the Dolphins are ready for them. Noffa can also fuck off back to the Tigers where he belongs. I forgot about Welch. He was such a big fucking loss for them. Huge. Yeah. He was fucking massive, and he and and he is he like has to be one of the only players to wear that jersey in the history of the, the franchise that isn't like an absolute total cunt. Yeah, yeah. He's, like he someone seems who, like a genuine someone who dude. I would say is a net good to, a net good for the game. Yes, correct. You know what I mean, like whereas some of these other ones, not so much. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Next right, game. Um, all right, the uh, North Queensland Cowboys, 32, defeat the Cronulla Sharks, 30, in an epic at uh, Reclaim Australia Stadium. The Cowboys, 32, came through tries to Gilbert, Dearden, Hiku, Taolangi, Tamalolo, Holmes, four conversions, one penalty goal, and a crucial two-point field goal. Sharks, their 30 came through a double to Will Kennedy, uh, Cam McInnes, Talakai, and Rudolph with the other tries, and Hines, five conversions. What a fucking game. What a game. Yeah. 93-minute fucking classic. It had everything. And uh, the Sharkies this time, they actually, their, their stamina pretty much held all the way through the game. Mm-mm. And then it really then it really let them down in the extra time periods. Yeah. You know, with, like, with drop balls and, and things like that. To, to the extent where when it got to extra time, the Sharkies only had one crack of reasonable territory in the entire period and get two halves of extra and the period, the amount of time golden golden point that elapsed before the game was ended. Um, But defense optional, there was some horrible non, non finals ish defensive moments. Like the, the try that, that Dearden scored. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just, 
just should never should never have happened in a game of finals football. And I mean, the, you know, and and the Sharks for their part, you know, opening up the 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 right hand side defense, you know, their left hand side attack with you know yeah. some of those little little set plays with the you know with the decoys and the lines were just fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it and again, you could go through <laughs> each of the tries, like the try that that Rudolph scored. Mm-hmm. Was fantastic, yeah. like you know, it was a, a great forwards try, but really, in the scheme of things, was very fucking soft, especially for a finals game. It showed brute strength, yeah. but fucking, yeah, yeah. It, you know, the defense isn't told to put him, put him down, hundred percent, five times in so, that run. <laughs> so much so, well, I, I did that, uh, you know, the old fucking foul classic, where there were a couple of minutes to go. Yep, okay, Cronulla's home here, everything's fine. I know what the game's about. Cool. I'm gonna go to the bathroom and off to bed. I'm you in bed. Fucking rookie fuck. I know. I'm in bed. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, my Twitter's still pinging. Yeah. And I'm like, hang on. I'm like, no, there's not that many fucking comments and, and shit like that. And so I go back, oh fuck, that's still fucking going. So <laughs> rewind. But I think North Queensland would, would see that as a a cementing of their their worth in that yeah. in that top four, whereas Cronulla really see that one as the one that got away. They mm. they really had that and should have had that done, and I think that comes down to well the unfortunate thing that the experience in their halves is not where the talent is. You know, they really needed someone there that could take control of that game and just manage out that last five minutes. But mm. well, the, the, and the thing is, they did, they didn't do a terrible job of that though either. You know what I mean? Like they 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 were doing okay. I'd I prefer to give more credit on the other side of the Cowboys, mm. particularly like like Robson is he's not a super tenured guy. Doesn't have a fuckload no, of experience. But the way the way that he absolutely bullied guys like Cam McInnes when they were tired at the end, especially mm. on that last play, you know, and then yeah, you know, giving the giving the run for you know Tom Lolo to ultimately yeah you know, tie the game tie up. up. Um, it was just it was just quality fucking play. Yeah, I think yeah, overall it's a it's a big tick for for resilience for the Cowboys. Yeah. and, and yep. you know they've had moments in the last few seasons where you know. They didn't look like this kind of side, and they've turned it around this year, and and their development has been accelerated to a re- pretty ridiculous degree to be where they're at right now. Well, and wait, a lot of that. Remember off- last year, it was there was talk that oh fucking um, the the coach and the players and the lost yeah. the dressing room and Tom mm. Alolo hates him and yeah, um, yeah. Fuck, it, it's a fantastic turnaround. But they, they showed great resilience to, to keep coming again and have the confidence in what they're doing and the belief in in the group yeah. to come again. So the Sharks, you know, with all their experience and all the rest of it, they came again. And the Sharks scored and they come again, they tied it up and then had the, the stones to... To, to make the play to win it, it's yeah. And, and the thing is, when it got into the end, when it got to extra time, the Sharks did not didn't have a sniff. I mean, mm. the, the, I mean, the Cowboys almost got a lead, you know, in in regular in in regular extra time. Yeah. I mean, it was like straight away when Townsend put that kick up and felt who you would normally, you know, bet your house on. Yeah, 
that would you know safely you know take the ball and score. I yeah. mean, he had it. He fucking yeah. had it. And he, sh- he should have scored that try. Yeah. And um, and the Sharks just had that one not particularly well set up. Nico Hines attempted field goal, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was the only shot they fired in the entire. I mean, they had knock-ons in their own half, and they were giving the field position to the to the Cowboys. But then even so, they didn't concede that much field position to the Cowboys in Golden Point. And then Val comes in with a fucking laser from nearly halfway. That was. Like everything about that, like it was clutch, but yep. smooth, and like everything about that was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, just the execution yep. of it in the moment, yeah. the the, diffi- the degree of difficulty as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Well, especially and, what uh, happens when it goes, or if it goes wrong, you know. Yeah, that's a seven tackle set, and, and pretty much a guaranteed shot for them. Yeah, up the other end. It. Yeah, but um. Like, yeah, while, while there were, were some defensive issues in the game leading to the large amount of points scored, I mean, it was still a f- fucking fun game. Like, it was a fun game. 100%. And, like, Socialism. entertainment to the max. Yeah, definitely. Andrew, the geniuses behind the Broncos' recruitment are scratching their heads looking at the Dearden try. Uh, Adam, quick, schedule the surgery. My testicles have been holding me back this time. <laughs> Stuart. Dummies left and right, steps and runs fast and hard, turning back the clock. Hashtag Hiku Haiku. Honestly, I feel so. I've got a lot of love for that guy. I mean, obviously, he spent a number of years at Manly. Yep. And you would think by now that he was like past the twilight and almost a miracle that he's getting a start somewhere. But that fucking game, by far the greatest game of his career in a finals situation playing in playing in the centers and amassing over 300 meters and topping the meters for the entire game you know in in a team that has like you know Jason Talmalolo Valentine Holmes <laughs> Valentine yeah. Holmes yeah, I mean just absolutely fucking incredible and then and some of the thi- like I mean you know scored a try came up with the clutch fucking yeah. old man gamesmanship to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to win a penalty from on Moylan in the ruck you know about 40 meters out from his own line like just a fucking amazing game. It was fantastic. But this was, and you know, we had, we had this chat in the the members DM. I think a lot of that is due to who he was in front of. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Telekai had a, a decent enough fucking game, but that that's what he should be producing. You know that that's what the top tier backs of the competition produce week in week out. And he's a state of origin player now. Yeah. So that should be your minimum expectation for him. Yeah. But for for fucking Peter Hiku, who has been playing for fucking thirty years. Almost almost just, enough clubs to be called a journeyman. Yeah. <laughs> to to actually fucking stand you up and kill you for pace over and over and over again when you're yeah. an up and coming centre. Yep. Yeah. yeah, man. That's it. Either a new position for you. Or a fucking go to whoever did Valentine Holmes's body transformation from when he came back from NFL and talked I mean, to them. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously Tal- Talakai is like a, obviously like he's like an edge back rower, though, right? I mean, exactly. Like, exactly. If he, he feels like the guy that got put in there because they, you know, centers were injured that week and he had a good game, so he sort of yeah, stayed there. Exactly. So. But I don't know if that makes him a center, though. No, certainly doesn't. Rose. Ash said, what a kick from Holmes. Cowboys get it done in Golden Point versus the mortal enemy of humanity again. I love it. Carsten, watching from over in fucking wherever he lives. The Eagle's Nest, I believe they call it. I can't remember what the, 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 uh, the, the German name for it is. 
It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. His home's beautiful, but uh, <laughs> the yeah. Kelstein House. That's it. Um, utilities cost through the roof. The Cowboys are always in a game. Bags of dicks for the gas bills are enormous. The gas bills are enormous. Stop it. <laughs> That's what I was alluding to by utilities costs. <laughs> You've just gone out and talakied it. Well, <laughs> Al, you're going to put Morgan Harper up there. I'm going to have to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> there we go. Oh god, on to the next game. Okay, uh, fucking where were we? The last game, of course, the bloodbath. The game, the bloodbath in Moor Park. The Rabbitohs thirty defeating the Roosters fourteen. Um, the Rabbits a double to Alex Johnson, uh, Latrell Mitchell, Jai Arrow, and Isaiah Tass with uh, with tries. And Tass, of course, with his try with the big dummy, where he could have given he could have gave AJ the hat trick, but he went the big dummy and uh, scored it himself. Uh, and uh, Latrell five conversions from his many attempts. The Roosters fourteen tries to Crichton, Tupo, Butcher, Walker one conversion. Seven sin bins in a in a finals game between the two biggest rivals in the sport. Um, New record. Not sure anyone was expecting that, um, but probably speaks to the um, the level of you know the level of the rivalry first and foremost, but the brutal nature of of the contest and uh, you know Rooster, both teams came to play. Um, I think Pender's probably the only team that doesn't give a fuck about playing South in the finals. Um, everyone else has to be cons- has to be worried. They're 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 in amazing form. Mitchell's given them another edge altogether. Um, and I think as far as Mitchell goes, even Penrith will be trying to crack the the code with him, which is to be expected. But he's just in that rich vein of form at the moment. That when he when he touches the ball, you can see the opposition players. There's a there's yeah. an ounce of hesitation which is which is exacerbating the things that he's doing, um, and giving him more opportunities and time and space, which is only going to you know be a, another massive positive for the bunnies. Um, I just wonder that Roosters uh, made a you know similar comment about Melbourne that you know they're probably looking at the next evolution of of their squad, and I think the Roosters are are much the same with you know Brandon Smith coming next season and. Um, another season under the belt of of Walker and you know what happens with you know, there's a lot of talk around uh, Swali'i now and and where he fits in and and Teddy and all the rest of it. So uh, again, you'd back Robbo to be the guy that that nuts it out over, even over the course of one off season. But um, they've had a few moments this year where they have looked well and truly out of that top tier of sides as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, the problem with this game was for the Roosters is that we've we've been giving them credit over the last couple of weeks, particularly the way they played, you know, the Storm and stuff, and the way they goaded guys like Nelson in, and and Brandon Smith into losing their shit and kind of not buying into it. But this game, when you got the lead up, and because it's South and it's the oldie enemy, and you know, I, I saw Cooper Cronk on the weekend talking about when he went to East and he was indoctrinated, like you know, you got to fucking hate South, and they, you, you, you're watching, you know, all your know, old games and things like that to understand why you're supposed to hate South so much. It's just, yeah. it's a big, it's a big, big thing for them. And with the lead up and the fact that it was also coming on the back of the game last week as well, like so they had this, it was like a full two week sort of build up for this finals match and they they bought into it fucking big and you had 
absolute prize dumbest cunts in the NRL currently, like Radley, buying into it and doing the dumbest fucking things they could have done at any time. It, it Maria Hargraves as well. Normally he can be the loose cannon, and you know he sort of gets thrown back a little bit. Not in this game. He was he was just out there looking for and and the thing is you'd get like head high tackles in one set on one side, and then the next set. You know, you got Thomas Burgess or someone coming through looking for head high tackle. Like they're just going straight for the fucking head without without yeah. a care. And and you know, you could you could certainly say that Ashley Klein, you know, lost control of the game. But at the same time, as well, I mean, what's he supposed to do? It's not state yeah. of. I mean, is he supposed to put the whistle away and just let them fucking bang? Like, I I, I don't think that's the answer either. I mean, the yeah. players did. I mean, they did the fucking crimes. I mean, they, you know, you got to do the time. But um, the the statistic I love the most about this game is that of the eight tries scored, five of them were scored by the team that had numerically less players on the field at the time. Yeah, that's it. And the, and that was the real problem with the Roosters because when they when they had the guy binned at the start. They started. To, they started to dom- when Radley got sent to the bin for the punch. They they dominated. Yep. And scored a couple of tries quickly. Um, conversions didn't help them. The lack of conversions didn't help them, obviously. But they were they were dominant yeah, in that were. period. And if they just had have sat back and concentrated on playing football, I think football versus football, they would have destroyed destroyed the rabbits in this game. But what? But as the game went on, it was too much. You know, niggle versus niggle, and you know, Sinbin versus Sinbin, and then eventually Souths, they they didn't go the way that you'd think they would. Like you know, the way that we've seen you know, uh, Latrell implode, and, and more particularly like Cody Walker yeah, implode. Yeah, yeah. They didn't do that. They actually started playing the football. Well, it's because they and, weren't involved. Yeah, yeah. The the, the, the best forwards moves, were sorted out. Yeah. Exactly. The best move Souths made there was. Well, okay, we're we're actually going to send <clears throat> our gigantic guys against their loose units, and that's mm-hmm. all happening there. And everyone else is just sitting back, going, "Oh, we better back it up. We better back it up. We better back it up." Walker wasn't involved. If you're going to get South in the niggle, yep. you need to go at him and Latrell. Mm-hmm. That that's the play there. Uh, but th- the fact that the Roosters couldn't put this game away when South had 11 on the field. Mm. Yeah. Is, is the, the big one. And South's actually scoring a try in that period as well. That's it. Well, you know, look, okay, you, South don't need 13 players to score a try. You, you no, don't, but you I mean... Side. No, but if you get stripped for numbers by an 11-man yeah, team... Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you got to take a fucking look in the mirror. Who are you facing up? <laughs> I mean, that's an uncomfortable video session. <laughs> Oh god! Can you imagine that if that was Noffa? It was a one time he like stayed on his wing. Well, mate, to be to be fair, mate, you don't actually have to imagine too hard because it has happened plenty of times where the Tigers have been stripped for numbers whilst having more players on the field than the opposition. So, uh, bless me, so. but that the other thing is Tedesco was the the big loss, and yes. for him to to copy his HIA and not come back, all of a sudden the Roosters are in disarray. And I don't think they're a team that deals with change very well. Like you look at, you know, the the Cronullas of the world that are just like, oh, okay, cool. Where do you want me to play? Fine. That's where I'll be. I might not mm-hmm. be as good, but fuck, we'll get by. They yep. team, Teams that have that sort of attitude are fine. But the Roosters, well, okay, Tedesco's now gone. Fuck. Essentially. Yep. And then they had like 
Tupu had the the groin injury um, that he came into the game with, you know, having yep. having not gotten completely over, and that hits him. Now all of a sudden, you know, they've got multiple players in their back line just out, yep. and everyone else is scrambling around. Um, yeah, it uh, was a great game in and of itself. I'm yeah. I'm not sure. I'd, I'll I'll need to see South against a different opponent who may not fall into that fucking trap of let's turn this into a punch up. Yeah, I'd, like I don't I don't see well it's going to be the Sharks and I don't see the Sharks necessarily being that team now like no. Sharks in 2022. Yeah. I don't necessarily see them as being the team that you know might bite on that stuff. I mean cuz Gall- Gallon would 100% of the time. But yeah. You know, I don't think today he also would have think been in the finals. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and the, the the one casualty out of the game that, that matters is uh, is Burgess, uh, you know, with a girly guilty plea, eats a two match suspension. Yeah. So obviously the idea is he'd be back for the grand final. Yep. Should, for the sake of the fans, I say doing air quotes, should that two match suspension be deferred until the first two rounds of next season? I mean, no, you've got to do it for the fans. It, but it was it was for something that happened in a rugby league game. I know, but I'm just saying for the fans, for the sake of the fans, I'm putting on my fucking queen-loving racehorse man suit here. For the yeah. fans, I mean, should Are we you... defer that so that Thomas Burgess can play in the finals because that's what the fans want? Are you suggesting that you should do something purely for Julie Burgess and whichever club owner is up to his nuts in her guts at the moment? Because they're, well, the the they're the well, only fans the... that he would have. Also, the gravestones and pet membership holders. Exactly. Yeah, those two. Exactly. <laughs> and that's something we didn't talk about as well with fucking Tail and May. Came around and got the car. The karma police came and arrested him, and he's got a he's got a one match suspension anyway for, <laughs> for a does. high tackle. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which would have been two matches, but you know, if he hadn't have done the early guilty plea, so <sighs> socials. Yeah, socials on that one. Had a great exchange with a South fan in uh, Costco the other night. Really? What? So you knew they were a South fan because they were wearing the jersey, wearing a rabbit's hat. Okay. Um, one of those coward hats, where the hat the hat's black and the logo's black too, so people have to get real close to see who you actually support. Yeah. Um, Got to look at it in a certain light. Yeah, that's it. And so you know, he's, they they're giving out the the samples at Costco, and it's like mango juice. And the kids are there waiting to get their mango juice. And old mate's doing that thing where he can see that there's kids waiting, but he wants to stand there and have a 10-minute chat with the poor fucking Costco employee that's pouring out cups of juice. Yeah. They just weren't fucking into it. And he's, you know, doing the, the worst old fucking thing. Like, oh, fucking need some vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, yep, you're a South fan. No wonder you drink. And he goes, oh, who are you, Broncos? I've gone, nah, mate. We're we're not, but let's let's just say we uh, we really enjoyed the grand final last year. And he goes, oh, oh yes. There's a sudden increase of Penrith Panthers fans all over Australia at the moment. Funny that. And I've gone, yeah, almost as many as your fucking pet memberships. <laughs> he Did like, he get it though? Oh, he fucking got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it was wonderful. Um, Nathan, you said Klein and losing control of a game. Name a more iconic duo. 
<laughs> Thomas. Walker building up confidence with his finals game cutout passes can only end well for us if history is anything to go by. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, it's an old fashioned grub a thon, and the rest of it were, you know, some fucking variants of either, you know, holy shit, Teddy's gone, or um, this is amazing. So that's yep. us yep. for round one, week one of the finals. All right. So then we can fast forward straight to, to week number two. And uh, this week, our first semi-final is on Friday night uh, in the late slot. The Parramatta Eels take on the Canberra Raiders at Combank Stadium in Parramatta. The Eels side. Moses has been named, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to make it. I know he's, I think he's trained today with the side, but I'm not sure. So their lineup's unchanged at this stage. Um, The Raiders side. Adam Elliott is out with a, a, a hip injury. I thought it was a pelvis injury. And I saw someone in the, yeah. I think it was Terry. I think it was Terry in the Facebook group saying, "Yeah, you know, if you're carrying a carrying a hog like that, I mean, you might think it's a great thing, but you know, eventually you get a fracture of your pelvis with you know, trying to carry eventually it." Eventually, your body breaks down. Yeah. Um, so Harry and Naira starts, and uh, Sutton comes onto the bench. Who you got, Glenny? I like the Raiders. I'm I'm back in a, a straight sets exit for for Para. Uh, I, I don't think it. Moses. If Moses plays, he won't be a hundred percent. And if he doesn't play, they don't have a fucking chance. So, um, and if he does play, then he's going to see a lot of traffic. Yeah. Um, and and be asked a lot of questions defensively. And if and as I said, I don't think it'll be at a hundred percent. And I think he's shown a tendency whilst he he made a genuine effort to step up um, last week against Penrith he, he, over the course of his career. There's countless occasions where he's he's wilted under that type of pressure and, and been taken out of games. So I think I think Canberra, I think they're riding a bit of a wave and power are rattled and I think they'll uh be uh two and uh, oh and two and done for for twenty twenty two. And sometimes I, those I think, waves are what you need in the finals, isn't it? Absolutely. Just a bit of yeah. Yeah. I I think that they it, it depends firmly on which Parramatta shows up. You know, we, we talked about it in the game recap. Their completion rate was absolutely fucking abysmal. Mm. They had absolutely no leadership out there. Moses kept them in the game, but all of these other people that they're supposed to have that are, are supposed to be leaders didn't do just it. Say, just say Clinton Gutherson. Just say his name. Oh, he, he's not <laughs> supposed to be a fucking leader. Guy's not I even think a he, fucking I think, representative player. I think, he, I think he is. I think he's supposed oh, to be. Lord. I agree. Well, it's that funny, like the Paris... king and the queen both died on the same day last week. But... <laughs> <laughs> I agree with your your sentiment that it, you know Paris' performance will depend on which Paris shows up. But regardless of which Paris shows up, both of them will have Jacob Arthur inside, and I don't think that's a good thing. Oh no, hundred percent. If Moses doesn't play, no chance. If Moses doesn't play, they're gone. Absolutely. They really gone. need to. They really need to not go with Jacob Arthur in the run-on side if Moses doesn't play. They need to put another hard-nosed forward or something on the bench and let yeah. fucking... And let, let Dylan Brown let do Brown his thing. Give, yeah. Be, when he when he's, when he's not deferring to Mitchell Moses, he has he has among yeah, his best games. Yeah, so So why not, you know... Exactly. So fucking let him play. Let the boy play some footy. Um, so, yeah, I, look... I'm going to say Raiders as well, just because I think it's a better story. Yep. I mean, the, Eel, the Eels can most certainly regroup and just play that switched on 
you know, multiple offload. This thing, both of those sides are the two most offloading sides in the competition as well. Mm. So I think it's it's going to be a game. We're going to see some points. It's going to be entertaining. But uh, yeah. But look look at Parramatta's finals campaign last year. They came off the back of a a, a pretty crook end of season. Yeah. Like they were so far below par or where they'd been earlier in the season. They came into the finals and looked a different side. Looked an absolute yep. fucking different side. They came out. They were back to their best. The the team were cohesive. Everyone was working together. This year, they've entered the finals and it's all the fucking champions. Does so White put apart. bombs into the advertising hoarding as well or do you think he might give Paris back three some trouble? Maybe even Fogarty. The thing, the thing with White... The thing with Whiten is, for every fucking fantastic tower that he'd put up, he'd put another one out on the full. Mm. You know, um, if anyone's going to be doing that, and fucking Wonga Blake should be targeted, should yeah. be fucking targeted. It'll have to be Fogarty. Well, if he's yeah. not fucking clearly, they've had no video session of last week's game. Yeah, <laughs> it has. It needs to be put up on the projector. Texas have to be sent. <laughs> Yeah, and look, I, I I loved like you know, as a neutral, all I give a fuck about is chaos and storylines. And for me, the story, the dual storylines of the Raiders, you know, continuing to to you know barely scrape in the finals and continue through to week three, and the Eels going out in straight sets. That's a fucking story I can get behind. Fantastic. The it's second to make you off a toilet. Yep. Now the uh, second one, the Sharks take on the Rabbits at uh, Allianz Stadium. And the Sharky side unchanged from last week's lineup, and the Rabbits unchanged as well, but for the aforementioned suspended Thomas Burgess. Betting's tight in this one. Rabbits slight favourites a dollar eighty five to a dollar ninety five for the Sharks. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with bunnies. I think I'm going bunnies as well. I mean, the only variable really is. How much did it did last week take out of them? Yeah, and is and is that something that is insurmountable, or do you think that you know with the professional sports medicine that we have in this day and age, they would have been into recovery straight away, and you know going to come through and it's not going to be an issue? Yeah, I mean, because one thing more... they don't have they don't have bumps and injuries and and you know possible injuries and that sort of thing. I mean, they're fine. The only, the only, you know, apart from the suspension. Yeah, they came. They came through fine. So it's not like they've they've got these guys, you know, trying to beat the clock and that sort of thing to to be right for the game. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I, I think adrenaline is is a the big thing. The big thing for Momentum them again. Yeah, yeah, and and just to, you know, it's finals time. They understand what it takes to be up for big games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think you know again I keep saying it, but the the Mitchell factor is is such a massive. It's huge. Absolutely advantage huge. for them. Yeah. And, but, and, boy, and, and boy, hasn't... I mean, who would have thought that the Reynolds and the winning the trade narrative would have changed? Like, I mean, it was yeah. three quarters through the year. It was, yeah, yeah. Broncos, you know. Blah, blah, yeah, South, South, the start of the season was like, South's done fucked up. And then it was still like, yeah, Reynolds is still the good. And oh, wow, like, you know, in two months, it's gone from that to, you know, South. That, that like talk only dissipated in the last three weeks of the season about... Yep. Reynolds. People stopped yep. talking about Reynolds 
for the last three weeks of the season when it was despite obvious. despite Tyson Gamble trying to <laughs> trying to pump up his tires saying he's the coach. But you know you have to say Sias have taken their lumps. Probably read the stories. Um, mm-hmm. well, Ilias is still there. He's you know, you know he's, and he's and he's regu- gotten better. The the regular season for all intents and purposes doesn't matter anymore. That's gone. That's no? dusted. This is finals. Yeah. And the majority of that squad went through a finals campaign last year that landed them in the grand final. Yeah. Yep. So, so for them, everyone talks about, well, you know, you've got to win one to lose one. and oh, Sorry, lose one to win one and all this stuff. That, and Penrith lost theirs uh, in 20 and then came back. <coughs> and that was the fucking narrative going through in, in 21. Yep. Was it, yep. yep, they lost it last year. They know what it means. They'll remember that feeling. They'll utilize it. No one said shit about South Sydney this year. This is last year's grand finalists. Mm. So um, I think there's just too much strike power in South for Cronulla. So I hate to say it. Sorry, Sharks boys. Yeah, look, again, as a neutral... I'm I'm here for the the momentum of the rabbits, uh, and the only the only downside of it all is is that they can't get through to the position to you know a grand final replay. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean it's, they're going to run into Penrith the you know, the week after if they win. Um, but yeah, look, I'm I'm favouring the the rabbits, and I'm I'm all on board the fucking Trelmet Express. How good are you at hip drops, Cronulla? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, very fucking good, I'd imagine. Yeah. I tell you, if uh, you know, mate, just look, look, look what South did to the Roosters. No fullback, no Roosters. Just saying, <laughs> viable game plan. <laughs> no, oh. We don't wish injuries on anyone. No, no, we do not. And the thing with it, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, the, the yeah, the bean counters and everything. When they when they would see a game between the Rabbits and, and East coming up. They'd be like fucking rubbing their hands together, going, "This is great. We can you know, bank on you know a century plus of rivalry and yeah. hatred and the book of feuds and the blah blah." And Russell Crowe say some shit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I tell you what, as as a fan, I'd be like, "Fuck, that's it. We're done." Because it doesn't matter who wins. Like they yeah. fucking they, yeah. they 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 end each other's seasons on they each other. They decimate each they, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah. We'll see if the rabbits can come back. We'll see if the ice baths are sufficient. To, to heal them up. And, um, and you know, the Sharks, I guess, you know, for their part, they played an extra 13 minutes. Yeah. Which is, which is apparently a factor. I mean, I mean, I've seen a lot of experts on Twitter. I mean, that's a factor. Sharks can be tired. They played another 13 minutes. <laughs> I guess that's one thing. The Rabbits won't be tired because there were so many stoppages in that fucking game. It probably felt like training. Like, <laughs> training with hard contact. <laughs> Tane, right. Tane Milne only played fucking 60 minutes. He's fresh <laughs> as a daisy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. There we go. So that's it, folks. That that's is, us. Uh, that, that's round two. That is us. Um, happy to say for people who got the supporter packs with the polos, the polos have arrived. So I will be uh, packing up and sending those out over the next couple of days. So I'm sure you're going to get a shipping notification, you know, by later this week or early next week, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll be they'll be over to you as soon as possible. So thank Very you for nice. your patience there. Who knew that the big casualty in terms of COVID production would be fucking embroidery? 
if I hadn't known that in advance, wouldn't have had an embroidered item this year in the merch. But we live and learn. Um, is there anything else that we have to... Meetup news. Meetup news. Locations, and venues. Yes. Yada, yada, yada. So um, this year we will be running three meetup sessions uh, over the grand final weekend. Um, the meetup Sunday is to be held at Bar Cleveland, which is in Surrey Hills, and that will be from 2 p.m. onwards. Yes. Sunday, 2 p.m. onwards, Bar Cleveland, everyone is welcome. Absolutely anyone and everyone, whether you're an OG or you've only picked up recently or fucking still the greatest story I've ever heard, a father and son that were driving to the grand final from From, from Queensland, yeah. to, To Sydney and said, let's listen to some footy podcasts. They found us and listened to us for 10 hours straight and then drove Heard straight to the meetup. Heard that we Phenomenal. Fucking um, tremendous, yeah. So that's Sunday, and, and we look forward to seeing all faces, old and new, um, come down, have a beer for real. Um, but the Saturday night, we will be running our members... Members meetup. Meetup. Uh, now, this is for anyone that is a member of our Patreon uh, or has bought a member's supporter pack this year. The old-fashioned way, yeah. Th- those are basically rolled into the, the Patreon anyway. Um, so that is exclusively for members. Um, members can bring, if they choose, a wife, spouse, significant other to come along. They're always welcome. We love to meet them. You know, dish the dirt on our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not a fucking opportunity to try and backdoor non-members into the fucking members meetup. Be fucking warned, as refusal can offend. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, easily top five greatest things you've ever said. <laughs> um, and then we're having a, a, a special pre-Sunday meetup gathering um, with our top tier. Patreons, yep, so and uh, venue up. venue TBA, but we'll let you know through the appropriate channels on Patreon and whatnot. That's it, so or in the WhatsApp group. Prior. Spot on. Can't wait. Awesome. First That's meetup it. since can't COVID. Um, yeah, it's been what, a little while. It's been it, a minute. There's still, still a lot of people that can't travel for whatever reason, or, or won't travel, or you know, funds. It's a fucking rough time. Mm-hmm. So, so spare funds for things like holidays uh, are tough at the moment. Um, but if you are in or around the Sydney area. We would love to see you. Um, come and buy Glenny a shot. Because apparently... Glenny loves shot. love shots. He's going to be Glenny 200. Yeah. No, no one to said make, that. To make, to make up for fucking Nate Zero and Jay Zero. Most probably. Glenny 300. No one said that. I'm just going to be Glenny. I don't know why you guys... Someone needs to push a button or fucking turn a lever or fucking wind it. Wind a fucking handle. I don't know what the fuck no, has you, to be done to Glenny, you tired cunts. It, it has been you it has been decided cunts. that you are putting the lampshade on your head and fucking going to town, Glenny. All right. <laughs> this is Glenny. <laughs> Glenny three hundred in cinema suit. I want to see. I, I, I want to see you beat your fifteen minute straight spew. Oh fuck! That's what, that's what I, that's what I want to see. I mean, I've seen some Glenny fucking. You know, I would have thought I'd seen Glenny three hundred before. I mean, because you've had some. Fucking ordinary performances. You know what we're gonna do? Hang on, wait, 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 wait. 
Okay. They're stories that have been told. I don't know how they can be labelled as ordinary performances. You fell asleep in the cab on the way to the 2014 grand final, you know, or fell asleep, a.k.a. passed Entered out. Entered an alternate dimension. And so I had to push a fucking, a fucking meat pie down you or the hot dog down you, and, and you came to at halftime of that game. I, I have a length of rubber hose that I'm bringing with me, and the first time he passes out, we're going to tape, duct tape one end to his mouth, then we're going to duct tape the other one into his asshole and make the human glenipede. I tell you, I tell you what I'm going to do if I see you with a fucking length of hose is I'm going to remove it forcefully from your hand. I'm going to beat you to death with it. So fucking bring your rubber hose. Bring it. And everyone else, bring your uh, bring your disposable income to buy shots for Glenny 300. Coming, coming soon. To uh, Bar Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland Street, Cleveland Road, Surrey Hills, Sunday, <laughs> October the whatever, second, I think. Cleveland will rock. <laughs> it will. And uh, on that note, folks, thanks for listening. As always, uh, thanks so much for your support. Um, if you would like to support the show, go even harder. Consider becoming a patron, patron uh, patreon.com forward slash Nation, And uh, there's another merch drop for pay, for Patreon subscribers later in the year for Christmas. Um, the first one's just gone out, folks, um, the mid-year one. And so there's that and many more benefits, including extra meetups and, you know, smaller, more chilled-out meetups as well if you want to, you know, have some face time with us and, you know, get involved in more conversations that aren't obscured or enhanced by by accessories and, 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 and fucking alcohol. So, um yeah, that's it. Four ninety four, done in the bag. And we'll uh, talk to you guys. Hey, look, we we will have to do a member side, I reckon, for one of these games. Which one do you think has the potential? Which is the one the the Saturday night one? Oh no! Starts at eight, Maybe. so it's going to be like nine o'clock. It's going to be like nine pm. Yeah. We'll be doing it. You know, just before a quarter to nine, something like that. You guys decide when you're doing it, and I have this week. This weekend's tough. Right. What's better for you, Glennie, do you think? Uh, probably tomorrow. Tomorrow's probably going to be the more entertaining right. game, I reckon. Cool. Fine. I'm, I'll, go, I'll go with whatever you want to do. So, okay, it's going to be Friday. We'll do an episode of the, the Raiders versus Eels game. And, uh, yeah, look forward to that on your uh, podcast provider. <clears throat> That's it. Nice. See you, Glennie. See ya. It's good, to, it's good to have you back in the country, Glennie. Yeah, it's good to be back. Until I had to fucking talk to you cunts. You're very hostile, Lenny. <laughs> I mean, you used to be all like, oh man, like, you know, you guys. I'm still that. I never knew how much I need. I never knew how much I needed. I am. Needed, I'm still you know, that guy. So, I'm still so that great. guy. But sometimes you motherfuckers need to be told that you motherfuckers. <laughs> I remember that video you sent us where it was like, I, it's Glenny. I miss you so much. <laughs> I'm know, dead. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> I'm dead now. And then Nate just looked at me and he goes, Glenny doesn't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really miss my Glenny. Oh, no, we'll send, we'll send you the We'll video. send you this video. It's funny. It's fucking hilarious. It's the setup oh. is a guy, the setup is a, fa- a, 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 a family pet has died. A dog has died, right? right. So, the fa- so the father... 
hire someone to make a video of like the dog talking to say to the, to the kid, like, you know, look, I'm okay now. You know, yeah, I'm in I'm, a better I'm place I'm in dog ever. heaven. Everything's pro- chill. The producer of the video hires the only person they could get, which is like an Asian guy or something. <laughs> so, they, so they put an ad on Craigslist. They, they're not, That's right, Craigslist. Yeah, they're not a proper production company. And only one person responded to the job ad for the money they posted for it. <laughs> and it was a guy with a very thick accent. Thick Love accent. It. And so it's very funny. Yes. Yeah, slash tragic. Well, the, the, <laughs> the, fact, child, that was I guess. A, the fact that it was a guy and the dog's name was Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yes. That's it. Get up to the line. Okay. See ya. Talk to you, talk to you tomorrow night, Glenny and, and Jay, if you're coming along, dude. Okay. And, uh, right. See you, folks. See you, boy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.